Whether you just finished holding auditions for your choir or you've got them coming up in the near future, it's always a good time to review your audition process. What do your choir auditions really tell you? How could you make them more effective as well as more efficient? Well, in today's episode of the podcast, I discuss the 10 essential elements to holding choir auditions. These are the 10 things your choir auditions must do and or must tell you in order to make your audition process efficient and effective. Let's get into it. Here we go. Welcome, my friends, to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, any time is a great time to reevaluate your choir audition process. There are lots of moving parts with auditions and lots of things to consider. Was your process efficient or as efficient as it could be? Do you feel like the process was successful? How stressful and frustrating was the process? Not just for your singers, but for you. Did you get all of the information you needed to make confident decisions on your ensembles? These are all important questions to ask. And if you just finished auditions, now is a great time to reflect on your process. Doing so can be incredibly beneficial and save you time and frustration down the road. If you have auditions coming up on the horizon, this can be even more beneficial. You now have the opportunity to make your future audition process more efficient and effective and give yourself greater confidence in the decisions you are making for your singers and your ensembles. Over the years, I have continued to modify and tweak how I do things when it comes to auditions, and through this experience, I have put together a set of 10 essential elements to my choir audition process. These are the 10 things that choir auditions must do and or the things they must tell you in order for your process to be as efficient and effective as it can be. Do these things and you will save time and frustration and you have greater confidence in the decisions you are making. So here we go. Number one, a choir audition must be short because you have dozens of auditions to listen to and who has that much time, right? These must be short. You can't spend 20, 30 minutes on every single choir audition. You've got to be able to roll through these as quickly as possible. So when you're planning what you're putting in your choir audition, you've got to really be careful and really pace yourself and making sure that these are quick, short, Easy squeezy, lemon peasy. Number two, a choir audition must give you an accurate representation of the singer's skills. So when you're thinking about what you want to do in your choir audition, you've really got to stop and think, is this going to give me the most accurate 
representation. And if you're not quite sure about the accuracy of the whatever it is that you're putting in an, an audition and what it's measuring, then maybe you need to stop and rethink about including that aspect in your choir audition, whatever that is, right? So you need to get to the accuracy, the quality of the different aspects of the choir audition. So it must be an Act, give you an accurate representation, right? As accurate as possible. Number three, a choir audition must help you make a definitive decision on each singer. Clear information, clear data, a clear representation from that singer so that you can make a definitive decision. Nothing is worse with getting a bunch of uh, auditions done and at the end of it sitting there thinking, gosh, I just did all these auditions. I spent all this time and I still don't know what I'm going to do with these singers. Nothing is worse. So whenever you're putting together a choir audition and the different aspects of it, you need to really look and see these things as a whole. Are they going to help me make a definitive decision on each singer? If not, then we need to go back and rework what we're doing in that choir audition. Number four, a choir audition must help you place the singer in the ensemble where they have the best opportunity to be successful. That really is the goal, right? We want to put our singers in the best opportunity to be successful. We want to challenge them, but we also don't want them to be overwhelmed, because that can be incredibly frustrating and you'll lose that singer. But then you can't also make it something where it's just way too easy, way too simple for them. Because the same thing can happen. They'll get bored rather than overwhelmed. And then you'll start to lose them and lose their engagement uh, and you lose their energy, their attention as well. So placing them in the ensemble where they have the best opportunity to be successful and able to have that challenge but not be overwhelmed. Again, looking at what you have in your audition as a whole, is that choir audition going to help you place each singer in the ensemble where they can be successful. If not, well then again, we may need to look and see what uh, what can we change in order to give us, uh, give us that opportunity. Number five, a choir audition must give you a representation of their consistent day-to-day -day vocal range. Now, we all have bad vocal days, right? So the idea is that you've got something in your choir audition, some aspect of it that gives you that representation of what that vocal range is consistently on an everyday, every rehearsal basis. Because again, this is getting to where do I place that singer in that ensemble on one voice part, right? And we want to make sure we get them in the right section right from the get-go. And if you've got something where immediately it's going to be too high or too low, they're going to get discouraged. And we want those singers to be successful right from the get-go. So doing something in that choir audition that gives you that representation of their consistent everyday vocal range. Now, before I get to the last five essential elements of a choir audition, a quick word from our sponsor. Are you looking for a choir activity that will work both virtually and in person, an activity that will build the soulfish skills of your singers? 
Well, the choir room is lava. Soulfish version is just what you are looking for. Many of us played the floor is lava game growing up, and now that game is a fun, engaging activity for your choir. The game can be played as part of virtual learning or played in person while projecting your screen. Or you can even print off all the materials and play it like an old school board game. You even get PDF instructions and a video tutorial on how to play the game. For more information and to get your copy of the game, head on over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash the choir room is lava. And that link will also be down in the show notes. And remember, watch your step because the choir room is lava. Okay, on to number six. A choir audition must tell you where the shifts are in their voice. So what are those points in their voice where they are shifting registers? They're changing into different textures, right? This is less about whether maybe you're accepting a singer into an ensemble. This is more about as far as what is going to be the most appropriate beneficial voice part for them to sing. And so oftentimes it's not just what's their highest note, what's their lowest note, but it is where are they shifting in their voice from their middle register into the register above that and so on and so forth. This can be some very beneficial information for you as you determine what voice part you want them to sing in a particular ensemble. So that is number six of our essential elements in a choir audition. Number seven, a choir audition must have the singer demonstrate the ability and to what level to match pitch right? It's going to be incredibly difficult if you're putting singers into an ensemble where uh, they are not matching pitch consistently, and then how do you blend that sound, right? And so you must do something in your choir audition that makes the singer demonstrate their ability and how well they can match pitch. And so then being able to measure that in a choir audition, that's a very important skill and something you really need to have uh, in your choir audition. Number eight, a choir audition must tell you the current ability of the singer to read music. And this is navigating both pitch and also rhythm, because rarely are singers uh, equally proficient at both pitch and rhythm. Usually they're better at one versus the other. And so you need to have a uh, a very good representation of how well they can read music. How are they navigating both pitch and rhythm. These are very important skills, as we know, and so something in your choir edition that lets you measure that so then you can then consider them for that particular ensemble. Again, we want to uh, challenge our singers, but we also don't want them to be totally overwhelmed by the difficulty level of the music. So that is number eight. Number nine, a choir audition must give you a representation of the singer's vocal tone, as well as their natural ability to blend with other singers. So having them do something in that choir edition that gives you uh, an idea of what is going to be their consistent vocal tone when they come to rehearsal every single day. What is that sound 
going to be like? And then what is their natural ability then to blend with the singers around them? Now, that doesn't mean we want them to come into an audition and manipulate their sound into something they think that we want. It's more of, can you take their natural tone and then by placing them uh, at certain places amongst the choir, placing them with different singers around them, there's ways that you can encourage that natural ability to blend with other singers without having them to overly modify what they are doing uh, as far as their vocal tone. Now, certainly there are things that we want to encourage them to do with vocal technique uh, that are, you know, would be considered proper technique, singing without tension, also, you know, balancing as far as their resonance of the sound and things like that. But we don't want them to feel like they have to come in and overly manipulate their sound either. So, what is that uh, representation of the singing tone, but then also getting an idea of their natural ability of that tone to then blend with the singers around them? That is number nine. And last but not least, the 10th essential element, a choir audition must take into consideration attitude, leadership skills, and the ability to collaborate with others. Singing in an ensemble, I say it all the time, it is a team activity. It is a collaborative activity. And so the singers that are in your ensemble, they need to have a positive attitude. They need to have some semblance of leadership skills, right? No, some more than others. Even within an ensemble, singers are fulfilling different roles. And you don't need to feel like you've got every single person in your ensemble that feels like they need to be a leader. But... Are there some leadership skills there where they can, at minimum, set a good example for the singers around them? And then their ability to collaborate with others. They are going to need to have that ability to work with other singers, uh, even with singers that they may not always agree with on other things, but they need to be able to, uh, to meet others where they are at and be able to collaborate and work with other people and be productive. And, you know, many of us have had situations, uh, whether you're directing a choir or singing in a choir, where there was someone in that ensemble with just not a very good attitude, really uh, not someone that was really fun to work with, um, not productive to work with, and how that negativity it just seeps into the rest of your ensemble and slowly it ruins the experience of everyone else in that ensemble. So these are very important things to consider. Do I want, really want this person in this ensemble? Are there red flags here? And this may be a situation where you are raising some red flags that you may just want to then keep an eye on uh, as you get into the next year, next concert season, as far as uh, an individual's attitude, their leadership skills, and then also, again, the ability to collaborate with others. Now, if these are brand new singers to you, well, you can always check with the previous director, right? If they were in a choir at their uh, previous level. So if you're in high school, checking with that middle school director and seeing if there are any students that uh, very positively or maybe somewhat negatively uh, you need to know about in these different 
areas. So that is number 10. And so there you have it. Those are my 10 essential elements to a choir audition. I hope that today's episode has inspired you to dig into your audition process and given you some ideas on how you can make your choir auditions more efficient and effective. And don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel. If you'd like to save yourself a bunch of time and get a copy of my choir audition form, which shows you all the different aspects of my choir audition, as well as my auditions document for singers and parents, I make both of those available in the resource library of our Choir Director Corner community membership. In the membership, I also do a monthly online training, and one of the upcoming topics will be on the anatomy of a choir audition. So if you're ready to level up your auditions, head on over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership and check it out. Again, that's choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope this episode has provided some inspiration and motivation to take a fresh look at your choir auditions. Keep doing your thing, keep being awesome, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. Don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com.